0: Created live on Fireside. Welcome, everyone. I'm Lori Lee Binstock, and this is a Trauma Survivor Thrivers podcast. Welcome, everyone. I'm Lori Lee Binstock, and this is a Trauma Survivor Thrivers podcast. Thank you for joining me for season four. Everyone has an opportunity to ask a question for me or my guest. Um, Just send a message in the chat box or raise your hand, um, your virtual hand, that is. But I do ask that everyone be uh, respectful. Um, Today's guest is former UFC fighter, Ian Uncle Creepy McCall. Ian McCall is a retired American mixed martial arts world champion, psychedelic research advocate, decriminalized California event director, psilocybin advocate, performance coach, and mentor. So I would love to just welcome Ian. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Well, I appreciate you taking the time, you know, I just we will be talking about psychedelics But I do want to get into your illustrious career in fighting and the UFC and what actually got you into fighting
1: Well, uh, I was How do I put this um Learning disabled I I if my parents would have put me in front of a doctor, or if they would have had it tested or something, I, I would have come up, uh, you know, somewhere on the spectrum. I, I couldn't learn in school, I couldn't pay attention, um, and I was really good at fighting. I was really good at martial arts. Uh, that was my that was my go to thing. And once I saw the UFC when I was about eight years old, I said, "This is what I am going to do with the rest of my life." So I dropped my love of science. Well, I didn't drop it, but I put – I, I, I all before that, I wanted to be a scientist or a stand-up comedian. You know, as a kid, you're like, I want to do this. I want to do that. And, yeah. Um, and I've kind of accomplished all three in my life. I've, I've been a touring comedian. I've, I've, I'm not a scientist, but I, I work with institutions like Johns Hopkins and, and now uh, potentially University of Miami and what have you. But the, the fighting part, that's, that was just – that was my art violence was my art and uh, I sadly I never I never took it as serious as I should have you know like that's that stupid nickname that, that, that I got <laughs> uh, I'm not creepy at all and I, I, I never liked it but back then the UFC loved like a shtick you know they they loved a character and my, my friend's son called me that one night and everyone sat up everyone was drunk and they're like that's your nickname because I, I made fun of everyone with with nicknames because I think like, nicknames are silly and, and then of course you know at that point I was out of rehab for the second time. I didn't think I'd ever fight again so I, I my coach got me a fight for some money and then um, I wrote it down and stuck but you know with with fighting I, I was I was brought up to fight I became friends with, the greatest fighters in, in history. You know, they, they, these are, these are not just like people I know. These are like mentors of mine and because they, they, they knew the potential. And, and I, um, I'm very fortunate in the fact that I, I was able to be in that position. You know, I was able to help build an, an, an industry and now a new sport. You know, I, I went to a fight not that long ago and it was, i i don't want to say watered down but it it was for me it it didn't have the same spunk it used to you know the the level of competition is way better the production value is way better um there's more people that are into it but it just you know it, it lost this primal thing it lost um it lost something you know but but i'm 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 excited to be back into the sport because I I took I took a few few years off.
0: Well, yeah, I, I I think I heard in a podcast that you talked about there was an overdose that you experienced. Is that is that what you were talking about that kind of gave you that hiatus?
1: Um, were you took no? A break? I've been drug- drugs was, was my hiatus I, and the fact that not many people my size were fighting back then mm-hmm. uh, and not many people wanted to fight me so I had a lot, a lot of fights fall through uh, but yeah I, I let's see I went to rehab the second time because I was looking at my prison time and that always gets you out of jail so I went there as just like oh you know I'll, I'll, I'll do this and I won't go to jail I'll be on probation and of course I got something out of it well, on my comeback, which wasn't supposed to be a comeback, it was just supposed to. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat this guy Jeff up by now for money, because I know I can beat him. And I won that fight very quickly, and I decided to relapse. I got a tattoo on my chest, and I was like, Oh, this is gonna hurt. I need to take something for the pain. And I had I hadn't had drugs in over a, a year and a half, and. I overdosed you know I overdosed right on his uh, tattoo table oh, so I aspirated I spent spent a week in, in jail or in jail I spent a week in the hospital <clears throat> excuse me and then I actually the next fight that I got offered was at my rightful weight class the, the, the weight class that I eventually won a world title in which was 125 pounds and my, my agent calls me and goes, dude, where are you? Like, you live at the gym. Like, what what's going on here? I was like, oh, and I told him, you know, do you want us to come visit? And I was like, no, I'm, I'm embarrassed. I want to be alone. Uh, but what's up? He goes, well, they want you to fight this guy Formiga, Juicy A. Formiga, who was the number one guy at that weight in the world. And at that point, we were trying to find the best 125-er in the world. There was a few guys that had belts. But, um, you know, it it was just time to find out who was the best. So I I went out and I fought him and uh, I, you know, beat the bark off him and kind of showed really how good I was. And then the UFC called. They said, if you keep putting on shows the way you do, then we're going to build the division for you. So keep going. So with that motivation in mind, I I did, I, I, I ran through a bunch of people and I'm, I'm lucky because Dana White has always been a good friend of mine. Uh, Chuck Liddell is like an older brother. I was primed to be in this position to become a superstar. And and I did, I, I became very, very, very famous for about two, three, four years. And it, I, you know, as an addict, I, 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 I couldn't take it out. I was, you know, ended up getting addicted back to, to Oxycontin again and fentanyl and heroin. Um, you know, that that's another story. I, I, I lost my, I lost the biggest fight of my life over some, some judgment errors. And I went directly up to my hotel room and started doing Oxycontin with my wife because she was already doing it. So then, from there, my my, my wins and losses went up and down and up and down and up and down. And and sure, it was against you know the top five competition in the world, but uh, it it never really I never got to show my true true genius in the uh, in the sport.
0: Well, um, you know when we we're gonna we I want to talk about psychedelics because it's actually helped a lot for you in, in which, you know, I've had conversations with you prior, um, how it's helped you with addiction and, and symptoms of CTE, which I do want to get into. Um, did you ever use psychedelics for addiction? Or was it just kind of you were recreationally doing it and then it just kind of got you off of all of the other the opioids and all of that stuff?
1: Well, I started smoking pot when I was eight. I started, I started taking acid when I was 12 uh, and everything else after that. You know, MDMA by 13, 14, uh, mushrooms, you know, around that same time. And the DMT is what is what spoke to me. It said, look, your career is over. You were champion this many years ago. It's time to grow up, Peter Pan, and retire. But I knew how hard it would be because I had no other life skills. And plus, getting off a 20-year addiction to things like fentanyl and Oxycontin is really hard. Mm-hmm. So I, I did my due diligence. I read all the science because going back to my childhood, I love, I love science. And started to research on how this stuff all works in the brain and the body and, and also coupling it with food and exercise and breath work and meditation. And I, I just went on this, uh, you know, this, this crazy run where it, I, I, I was already training with Wim Hof or, or under Wim oh. Hof with, with a coach named Casper Vander um, like a decade ago. So I, I had a lot of tools. I, I had been meditating my whole life through martial arts, it, so I was able to to just refine my craft, and I, I got to a point, especially with microdosing. I was finally able to learn. Not not only did I heal my my, my body and my brain, um, to I, I still don't know what you know how much, but I'm pretty sure it's a lot, and. I finally had a, um, a, a conduit to learning. I was able to microdose, and I was able to read and read and read and read and read, and read for years. I read all the literature on everything, you know. I, I've not just not just psychedelics, you know, cannabis and food and all this different t- exercise stuff, because I, I have no no formal education. So for me, it was just being a citizen scientist that that. Uh, just always wanted to know more. I, I, I constantly asked why, 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 why? And then I met a woman who, you know, we, we ended up dating and falling in love. And she uh, was a UCLA professor at or a UCLA, UCLA professor at the uh, UCLA extension. She's a, a cosmetic scientist and uh, was on tv selling her own products on qvc like she was able to teach me more than anyone's ever taught me and she was also able to get me in front of a bunch of other intellectuals and and she you know just helped me explore my my, my brain and, and my understanding of everything from chakras to uh, the elements to the senses to you know, neurolinguistics programming. Um, the the just the, the list goes on of all these things that I that I try and teach my clients, and uh, I, I've gotten pretty good pretty good at it. I'm not gonna lie, it's 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 my it's this is this is my true life, my 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 true calling. It's a life of service.
0: Yeah, I've noticed it's it's your passion. I, you know, I was lucky lucky enough to sit through. Um, a meeting between you and the University of Miami about potentially working on some, um, you know, working on some research for you know CBD and you know and and psilocybin and all of these things. Um, for, for brain injury, um, you know, including CTE, you've you've mentioned that you struggled with symptoms of CTE, and I don't know if, if everyone knows what CTE is, but for those who don't, it's chronic traumatic encephalopathy, which um, it, it happens when there's been so many blows to the brain. You know, we've seen athletes in the news like former NFL um, players, you know, Aaron Hernandez, you know, John Mackey. But... You know, this can only be diagnosed post-mortem. But there are symptoms that people do experience, like confusion, and and, and it just kind of gets progressively worse into, like, to dementia. Um, When did you start noticing signs of CTE?
1: Well, on top of getting punched in the head since I was four, I also put myself in the hospital snowboarding with a big, big traumatic brain injury where I I was asleep for a few days. And then, uh, I, you know, I had that overdose, which killed me twice apparently. And they brought me back, uh, you know, thank the gods. I, I started noticing stuff. Probably, I mean, while I was in the UFC, I really started to notice it and I, and I was vocal about it, you know, I, I wanted to kill myself. Uh, I was so unhappy and so confused, and just tormented because everyone's against you, and you're, you 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 can't put a proper thought together, and it's uh, it's really hard, you know. my my, my first formulation, speaking of University of Miami, my first formulation five years ago with a microdose was psilocybin, CBD. Turmeric, black pepper, lion's mane, and rebs, and to see how well that worked for myself and everybody else, because I knew that I had to get down the inflammation response in my body, and I know that that's you know all those products have very anti-inflammatory uh, properties to them. So, to now see a giant university coming to me with the same the the same studies. That, that that validated me to a point where like I I I can't even explain how happy I am. I was. You're a scientist. I, I still am. <laughs> yeah, I, I am, and I and and I've I've gotten in a lot of trouble. I'm um, not trouble. I've gotten blocked. I've got, I haven't been allowed in meetings because I, I don't have any degree. Um, even though I've sat with you know some of the greatest minds in the world and taken psychedelics because they all seem to want to take psychedelics with me. Or I've had James Fadiman thank me for the work I've done. And, you know, Johns Hopkins, UFC, like they, they, they shook hands and said, yes, we're going to, we're going to try to do a deal. And then they said, hey, well, you're not allowed in this meeting. Sorry. And close the door. I'm like, uh, okay. And, and then of course, on top of that, they couldn't pull it off because they don't know what they're doing. Like, sure. They, they respectively know what they're doing on both sides, but they, they fucked that up really bad. Mm-hmm. Johns Hopkins should I I'm am I'm, I'm really upset with them because they should have tailored it to the UFC more and they didn't. So that got dropped and and they they they're known for, for for being super difficult to work with. And and I and I love them. Matthew Johnson has been uh, a a friend to me. Uh, he's an amazing guy. But they blew it. So now the University of Miami wants to do it. And even the UFC is like, look, this is too fringe, too much, too much red tape. Let's just wait. We want to wait on the sidelines. So I'm actually trying to do a, a, a study with them on, with, with ketamine, but we'll see if I can pull that off.
0: Yeah, I you know. It's really tough. I feel like large sports organizations like the NFL, they don't want to really admit to um, what's happening with their players um, you know, they play hard. Even, even though we know that it's there, we know that these NFL players, NHL players have, have suffered tremendously from from concussions. Um, I, I don't think any, you're right, a lot of people don't really want to touch that and admit really that that there's something wrong with what's happening. Um, well, but the thing is, if you admit it, then there's, there's solutions to be found.
1: Yes, and the UFC, they admit it, they know what's going on. They're not stupid. They're not trying to hide it, um, and they 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 are looking for solutions. I, I consult them on a bunch of stuff for the fighters. The people like the NHL with you know they had Daniel Carcio up you know barking up their tree, causing a ruckus, and they acted like he didn't even exist. You know mm. the, the, NFL, the NFL, I'm sure, is probably the same way. Now this was a while ago. Now people are embracing it. I'm sure they're all looking into it because this is the the next revolution in in uh, in how, having to heal your your brain and your body.
0: Right, I, I agree because I mean for me it's helped tremendously. It's it's I kind of don't even recognize the person I was. No, actually I don't recognize the person I was like two years ago when I when I think about some of the behaviors that I kind of engaged in. Um, it was like, how, what was I thinking? Um, but I wasn't. I was, I was steeped in my trauma, so um, I really, really didn't know any better um, at that time. Now I know it's amazing. Um, but I, I did want to ask: when, you, when did you actually start dabbling in psychedelics to help your CTE? Because I know you said you had this concoction of the CBD and the um, and the, the psilocybin. When did you realize that that was that this was benefiting?
1: Uh, about, f- about five or six years ago, I had one of my one of my best friends. Uh, I I came up in the cannabis industry because again I have no life skills outside of violence and science. Uh, and at that point, I had no science. I I I was just a broken shell of a fighter. And he goes, "You need to, you need to take this." And I had already heard about it from my friends. At that point, I was friends with Joe Rogan. We were hanging out a lot. And I was looking into the science already. You know, I was already, I was already starting to study it. So, of course, you know, the, the medicine finds you.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: when I got the medicine, I was like, this is good. Like, this mm-hmm. works. But there can be something better. And I decided to do my own formulation. And it was pretty simple. you know you, you, I, I know a bunch of I'm doing finger quotes, drug dealers, you know, people that work in cannabis, and they're, not, they're not drug dealers, they're the medicine people. Mm-hmm. But I was able to, to find a buddy of mine that could make it for me and they did. and, and they, they sold uh, I sold a lot of those. I, I don't make them anymore. He does just because mm-hmm. I, I just don't have the time. I, I should. but um, it's it's been a saving grace for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, you said you were a big proponent on micro of microdosing. Uh, I don't really, I don't, I've never tried microdosing. I, I, I mean, I know that there's like a schedule. Is it like one day on, two days off, or something like that? Is that right?
1: Well, you know, talking to people like James Fadiman or a- any of those researcher guys, they are girls. They. Are very cautious, and they also don't have the physical brain damage that someone like myself does. They, I read the numbers, and I go, "This isn't this isn't good enough." You you want to have sustained healing over a longer period of time by taking it for so many days to, to to feel how you feel after? Like no 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 no. That's that's not what I'm looking to do. I, I'm I'm not I'm not looking to you know I, I want to heal. So I, I did five days on, two days off. Mm-hmm. Five days on, you know, during during the week, I would uh, I would you know take a dose before work. I was a personal trainer at a big fancy gym, and and you know, I always pour a little heavy. <laughs> I mm-hmm. I, 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 it's, I just I like to be elevated. I've been smoking weed since I was eight. Most of my memories are being high, um, and I'm not saying it's a good thing, but it's my life, so everyone can shut up. <laughs> um, you know, I, I function. I, I can do things other people can't, and and I just I was learning to integrate into, into society. You know, I, I was, I was sheltered in a fight gym my whole life or when I did go out, it was as this celebrity toy that was there to be on a rampage party and sleep with women and do whatever, you know, the, all these other addictions that I had. And I, I finally got physically healed. I took a bunch of peptides, uh, because psychedelics itself won't just get you off a 20 year bender on, on opiates. So I had to start injecting myself with peptides my friends make. They're, they're chemists, you know, in a very famous lab, and I went through their protocol to fix my testosterone levels and to fix my, uh, or, or you know, put a bunch of stuff in my body, uh, brain derived neurotrophic factor, NAD. You know, everyone's talking about NAD. I've been I've been doing that for about five years now, and well, what is NAD and what uh, is NAD? Nicot- Tinicide, adenine dinucleotide, it is a, well, when you're trying to, or when you're taking mushrooms Mm -hmm. or microdosing, you're trying to create a process called epigenetic neurogenesis or neuroplasticity. You're trying Mm to heal the matter of your brain, the gray matter. And um, it's a... Sorry, what was your question?
0: You <laughs> so know, what, what NAD? What oh, what NAD, is it? Uh, how, what does it do? It, it,
1: it actually it actually can can stop or or they say reverse the uh, the biological age. Mm-hmm. So you you feel the energy source you get from it is is incredible. I mean, you are you're so alert. The world is so much more clear your your brain is is firing on all cylinders.
0: Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, well, you do so I I that's interesting. You do 5 days on, 2 days off. Um do you do so for me, I don't I I don't do microdosing. I kind of just have one big session where I just take a big dose of whether you know psilocybin or lsd lsd was my most recent um, about four or five months and then i do integration work every week with my therapist um did you do you, you know i know we talk about this a lot it's like you can take all of this all of these medicines or you know all of these psychedelics but it doesn't really work unless you have an intention and you integrate the experience would you? Um, I think you. We've talked about this before. Um, is is that what you do?
1: Yes, I am an integration coach. And going back to my business partner and a woman that I, you know, dated for a couple of years, that was her thing. You know, staunch. We need to integrate. We need to do this. We need to do kundalini. We need to, you know, she she was she was the one that taught me a lot of that stuff. Uh, you know, the, the, the neuro linguistics programming to, you know, she, she once told me, where is your energetic output going? McCall, you know, get your shit together. Where (laughs) is your energetic output going? Focus. And I started to focus. And then on top of that, she says, now, what sort of energy and energy is words, energy is action. Energy is, is thought. Um, what sort of energy are you putting towards this whole thing and once I realized that you know I I was like oh wow you know my, my, my mood in the morning I wake up in the morning and I go downstairs and I see the people I live with and I, I, I tell them I love them and they, they, they look amazing ask, and I ask them how they're feeling and I, I listen to their stories and, and, and because I, I know eventually if you wake up in a bad mood and you go downstairs and you're mean to your roommate or your lover, or whatever it may be. Eventually that will come around and bite you in the ass later that day. And mm-hmm. it'll be, it'll be tit for tat. And I, and I, I don't have time for that. I wasted a, enough time. I wasted a superstar career. I, I could have been one of the best ever. And I, and I blew it. And I was like, I'm, I'm not going to do this again. You know, th- this is something that I'm going to take really, really serious. So now I have a three-month program through the McCall method, where we go over integration. You know, we we I, I'm not a shaman. The the I was on the cover of LA Weekly, which prints 16 million copies, physical copies, and the the journalist Jimmy Devine. I specifically said, "Do not call me a shaman." <laughs> what did he do? He is your typical millennial. <laughs> You know, like you know, uh, writer. There, they are. St- it, it, oh, it's the the epitome of why people don't like millennials, and and the, those are the people that are writing our media. And I, I'm not against the article. I'm against that that thing, because I'm not a shaman. Of course, right. all my friends, all my friends in the industry looked at me and they laughed. They said, "Ha look what it says." Um, <laughs> but it, it bothered me. I, I mean, I'm over it now. Uh, because I'm I'm not a shaman. I I've, I've sat with real shamans in the jungle, you know, and and they're they're different. You know that back back to Reina, she my my ex, she is from Serbia, former Yugoslavia. Her grandmother was a shaman um, on their farm. So these people, she raised her to do so. They're the same. They they're different. They they are. They're, I'm I'm. They're not like us. When you two when you get two shamans together to talk. They just talk different and act different and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I do facilitate. Uh, and I, I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't hide it. I know the DEA knows what I'm doing. They, they don't seem to care. They've actually kind of given me the, th- the thumbs up. Um, I'm just here to heal. And some people do not want to go sit with a yoga teacher going, the light and the love and the energy. Uh, or, or they don't want to go see a shaman. They don't speak the same language. They want to take their medicine with someone they feel comfortable with, mm-hmm. and, and 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 get the work done. And there's a space for everybody. So, uh, healer, yes. Facilitator, sure. Uh, not that often, but integration coach and performance coach is, is my is my true my true calling.
0: Wow. Yeah. I know. I I feel like you know I'm not an expert, right? I just interview people because I interview experts so I can learn more and then I can pass my, the knowledge that I've learned to others. Right. Um, you work with, um, with high-performing athletes. Is that correct? Yes. And so, um, it's safe to say that I'm sure a lot of them have probably have been fighters. I would say, I would, I, I would assume, um, and a lot of them may have had, you know, blows to the head or, um, or concussions, frequent concussions. I, and, and and so the work that you're doing is also. Is it is it healing trauma? Is it healing CTE? Is it healing addiction? What it? Would you? What do you focus on or do you do it all?
1: All of it. They, I, I tell them because I, I have race car drivers and Olympians, snowboarders, pro surfers. Um, you know the big crazy big wave surfers mm-hmm. uh, all, all kinds of people I've, I've worked with golfers the sport itself doesn't matter we all have trauma <clears throat> now mm-hmm. some have more head trauma more physical trauma than most right. and I think the, the scarier the sport the more actual emotional trauma or abuse you took as a kid because the, these, abuse, these abuses these abuses are driving force to become great they are the fire under our ass. And once you get to the level where you come to me, which is your world class, you're a machine and sure we can, we can fine tune a few things physically, but I need to crack them open and heal them as a person, as a soul, as a, as a light being first. Now I guess I don't do it with everybody cause not everybody wants to go deep, but my recommendation is we go sit with my shaman uh, in San Diego who's a you know the only native American native Indian um, from the area that does heavy medicine work like he does 20 gram doses with a group of people you know they, they go really really deep or, or we can do it ourselves and then you get them cracked open to deal with the things that inevitably will cause anxiety, will cause them to take the misstep, will cause them to not do their job properly. These things get in the way. People go, oh, I have octagon jitters. I'm a pussy. No, you don't. It's a big crowd. Who cares? You can barely see them. You're you're a trained savage. It's about getting into the flow state. So then once we have them uh, clear of a lot of that stuff, then we get into microdosing. And we have microdosing protocols for It's, it's, it's up to the person. How many, they don't have to do five days, but you know, at at least three days on. And then from there, they drill their sport. They, they bang on their craft over and over and over again. Repetition is the mother of skill. And not only are they already good at this, but to see the, the jump in performance while microdosing is amazing. Then the final, final trick, I call it a performance dose where the day of competition comes and they take, you know, whatever they feel comfortable with. Um, I, I have one athlete that I, I guess I shouldn't say who it is, but, um, <laughs> we, we walked into this building and over the course of the day, we ate eight grams of mushrooms and he got into, um, a fight and 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 it was like telekinesis he it was the best performance he's ever had on 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 eight grams of mushrooms you know so i mean see but let's say he was he was on four because you know they were eating throughout the day um that's crazy we were so high (laughs) but but the thing is is we've worked with the medicine enough to make to make it work It, it was it was a beautiful performance Um, Most people, I would recommend starting, you know, let's say if if they have a a big day in in the water or a sparring day in the gym, they take about half a gram. Uh, The the gummies that my company Argos makes, uh, they are about 100 milligrams per gummy. Comparatively, it's one milligram of psilocybin extract is equal to about 100 milligrams of ground-up mushrooms. So... You know, uh, five, five, five gummies, or you can put it in tea. Just the gummies are easy because it, it doesn't upset the stomach. You know, there's no, there's no old protein structure in there. But you're also not getting full spectrum, so it's a little different. It's a little more clear. But, but you can take five gummies. You can take ten gummies. You, you can, you know, I, I can make you a tea bag if you want me to make you, you know, little tea bags. You, I, I can grind them up for you and mix it with adaptogens. You can put it in your coffee, whatever it is. You have to turn up the volume because then you are in the flow state and flow state is a very broad term. It involves every sense. Every sense gets, gets heightened. You know, you see better, you hear better. You also feel this opponent or the, the energy of whatever you're doing. You know, mother nature has energy, obviously waves have energy, <clears throat> even in an, an inanimate object, like a race car has energy mm-hmm. and you can feel it much, much, much more. And then the fear response drops. So you're not afraid to engage with whatever you're doing. You're not afraid to try new things that you've never done in competition before. And it, it, it protects your brain for one, especially if you take it with adaptogens, it helps the performance and it heals. Mm-hmm. So what, what, what more could you ask for as 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 a supplement for these athletes, especially with the UFC, I told them that, and they were they were blown away. They they were just like, wow, this is this is exactly what we need. And they knew that, um, or shortly after, I guess, because I, I was trying to do that study with Johns Hopkins forever. They they knew that certain fighters uh, were already doing it, and they wanted to make sure they were doing it right. And of course, some of the ones I talked to, they weren't doing it right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, uh, doing it right—it so doesn't sound good. <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to disparage. They were doing it, but they they weren't getting the full potential out of it. Right. And that's that's why I built this program. You know, when I first did ayahuasca, it it fucked my life up. Like it, really, it it. Say, it fucked me up to where I was. You know, I had that that. That uh, that that ego, I had ego. The ego delusion, or yeah, the ego death. Think well, dissolution. But but I also had more ego on top of it. Thinking I'm healed, you're not. You're stupid. You're not listening. No one's listening. Ah, you know, like everyone needs to just do this, and uh, just I was frantic. And as I, I I came out of it because I had good people around me, I really started to learn all the techniques or, or refine them and put them into a structure. Uh, I remember leaving my first Decrim California meeting. My first job with was psychedelics was a, was a political one, trying to decrim all of California. Mm-hmm. And I remember leaving that meeting with my girlfriend and us thinking, like, wow, what are we going to do in this industry? You know, I like building brands. Uh, that's a, a fun thing for me. She was wanted to be an integration coach. And I was like, uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to be a coach. I, I don't want to be a part of sports anymore. I want to just do my own thing. And it, 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 I, I got pulled back. I, ha- I had a friend who, when he found out that I was retiring, he's a, a former Olympian in snowboarding uh, and bronze medalist. He pulled me aside and goes, hey, I hear you're retiring. I was like, yep. He goes, man, I know you like, this isn't going to be easy for you. And you're going to go through these, you know, four or five steps of pain, misery, and loss, and then it gains, and then, then you're a coach, and then you have champions, and then you have so, you're you're going to be so much happier. You're going to be an educator. You're, you're going to give way more to the world than you ever did with your fighting. And he was right every step of the way.
0: Yeah. Mm. Wow. This is, I kind of – I, I want to really go back to your ayahuasca experience. The ego death. So did you feel that you got a lot out of it?
1: Oh, yes, you say I it got-
0: fucked you up. I'm curious to know. Like it, did you get a lot out of it or do, were you like I'm not doing that shit again or that was like n- no-go? Oh,
1: no. I, I, I've done it plenty more times. I, I love ayahuasca. <laughs> um, I- but that- – that, that, that's something I'm actually, I've been called to do it recently again. It's been over a year and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really feeling it. Yeah. But with, with, with the ayahuasca, I was so cracked open and I, and I, and I, I wasn't using my tools properly or I didn't have enough tools and it made me lash out because uh, people didn't understand, you know, people felt, looked at me like I was weird. or They, they had, you know, I, I sold my house. Um, to, to obviously invest money into a project, and I I just I just was a little crazy about it, and I I saw it, and I, I fixed it, and it was it, anyone can do it. Let's let's take two people for instance right now. I think the two most famous people talking about ayahuasca is Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. the football player, yeah, and. And then Will Smith. Now Aaron sits with people like Aubrey Marcus. Aubrey's Aubrey's a friend of mine. He spot he sponsored me back in you know when I was fighting. He I've worked dirt, you know in his fit for service program. Um, Aaron did ayahuasca and sat with those people, people that I trust and I know. Kyle Kingsbury, like they had him on point, using it for performance, using it for life. Whereas Will Smith went out there and he did way too much medicine 14 times in one year
0: oh, you know, wow. and, and
1: then he, he goes home, yeah he goes home with no coach i'm sure or at least he didn't listen uh he goes back to a toxic relationship with uh, i'm sorry i don't mean to disparage anybody but with a woman who is you can just look and you're like you're i don't want to call you the devil but like you you need to get your like, you're your, It's it's heavy. I can I can feel and sense energy pretty well from having to do that as a predator in fighting. I'd have to read these people and talk shit and you know (laughs) this macho thing and see their body language and their breath and all that. And you know she she needs some healing. I'm sure she's done just as much ayahuasca. But with Will, look at the cover of Rolling Stone. He was on. He was he had this like this look on his face just like wonderment that was just I, I, I saw that and I was like oh no and then you see him go act out his childhood traumas on stage and that's it you know it, no no one's ever gonna hate will Smith will Smith is an amazing person sure he might be this weird sexual cuckold or whatever people call him <laughs> in, in 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 Hollywood we all I, I live you know all my friends are in Hollywood I I'm I, I, I hang out with—I don't want to sound cool, but I hang out with the most famous people in Hollywood, just because my friends are all industry people and they know all these people. These aren't my friends, or you know. Um, and that's that's a, a real weird space to be in. And Will, Will, and them have had this very secretive life that we don't we don't know the real him. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I I know that I feel we needed both those examples but I I feel like we needed the will example more because one day he's going to get his shit together and he's going to integrate and then he's, and then he's going to become super Will Smith. And because that, that's an amazing person. You can just Mm -hmm. tell the guy's an amazing person. And, and we, we need these examples. You know, we have, we have to have them.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Integration is super important. You know, I talked to somebody who is an integrative coach, um, not for high performing athletes but she's 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 fantastic and she says she does a lot of repair work for people who go overseas and they do the ayahuasca they, they do the psilocybin, they come back to her because they're like I don't I, I don't have a coach I just went and did it and now now I thought I'd be healed but now I have all this stuff that came up and now I don't know what to do with it um so I think there are a lot of people out there who don't understand the importance of integration because again you can do the medicine all day long but you're not going to be able to benefit from it if you're not integrating your experience because whatever comes up is something that clearly needs to be worked on because that's what the medicine does it brings out the stuff that needs that needs to be worked on that needs
1: awareness 100% and that that's why I I did this I I've didn't know what I wanted to do in the space. I know I didn't want to work politically. And once I saw myself go through that and I felt it, I went, okay. Especially during the pandemic, everyone was learning about psychedelics. And as a, you know, I, I'm a I'm a, a spoiled kid, a rich kid from the 1%. Not the usual space that you find fighters. I've had a very nice life. Um, And I, I've just, I knew that these fighters or these athletes, they, they have certain problems like I had that don't resonate with other people. Like the normal person hears athlete problems. And they're like, that's not a problem, you know, but to talk about sponsorships and deals and competition itself, other people just have never been there. It's not their fault. But most coaches, they, they, they can't understand it. Most people can't. So I knew that was my that was my path, was dealing with whether it's public speakers or, or motivational speakers, you know, life coaches, uh, athletes. I mean, I, I do work with the normal average person. I, I work with a lot of uh, veterans or first responders, people with brain damage, uh, kids, you know, autistic kids. Um, I've been a big advocate for for autism and psychedelics this whole yeah. time because, you know, I have I'm, I'm I don't want to say I'm autistic, but I've been told I'm on the spectrum somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I, heard, I heard that from a doctor like not that long ago, a couple couple years ago. And I was like, oh, cool. Great. Well, next. Move on. It doesn't matter to me. I mean, it doesn't affect my life really that much. Right. But, uh, you know, seeing my my first student who's a surfer Giorgio gomez and we're actually shooting a docuseries which started on autism but now it's branched off into a bunch of stuff to see the changes in his life to see the changes in um you know my ex's son who's 20 you know he's like 26 uh very autistic but could still you know go to school a little bit just the the instantaneous change i saw in him i met him once and i shook his hand he was happy to give his mother away to me cuz his his stepdad's a piece of shit pardon my language um <laughs> i yeah, think he was he was
0: happy
1: that. yeah he was he was happy to just be like my mom's with someone cool he had all the tics the shake the no eye contact the stutter um but I could see how elated he was to, to hand his mother off. Well, you know, the next time I come over, I see something through the front door glass windows and they're like doing, they're, they're being silly. He opens the door, shakes my hand, looks me in the eyes and he's like, hey man, how are you? Good to see you again. You know, what, what are you guys doing? He just starts having a conversation with me. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah we're gonna go get dinner and hang out and I'll, I'll, I'll have her back soon. Cool man, gives me a big hug and then I leave. I, I get in the car. And all of a sudden the light bulb goes off and I looked at her and I go, Oh my God, you dosed him. She goes, yeah. Right. How, 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 how crazy is that? With one dose, a mixture of MDMA and mushrooms, it all stopped. Hmm. It, it was, it, it, it makes me want to cry right now. And I, and I don't show emotion, but I can feel it bubbling up. Um, it's, wow. it is, It was so magical to see, and then to, you know, read things like uh, um, Autism on Acid to have parents come to me and go, will this work? I say, yes. So people give it to their children, you know, like the the, the Argos gummy that we make is so light. It's it's an actual sub perceptual microdose. You can even break them in half, give them to kids. It works wonders biologically. We are the same as children, and this is not enough to get them high. They might have a little bit of you know euphoria, euphoric feeling, I guess, like you can get from a coffee, you know. But but these things are going to help people with autism so much. They do, and it's it's mm-hmm. amazing. Those are my first three case studies uh, for for people people on the spectrum and. And so it, for me, those were the two paths was, was, you know, or three, I guess, TBI, sports performance and autism. No. And yeah. it's, you know, th- there's a bunch of other paths that I'm, I'm, it's, they're not my lanes. So I'm just going to not be in them because <laughs> <it's, laughs> there, there's other more knowledgeable people that are there, you know, that are doing the good work.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've said I've read a lot of research on autism and psychedelics, and, and and there's a there's a researcher out in California who's done amazing work on it. I can't I can't remember her name, but I remember doing just reading about it and thinking, wow, this is incredible. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I love the work that you're doing. I do want to ask, you know, how do you feel about who you are now after integration, after, after intentionally taking, not just recreationally, because I know I, I recreationally took psychedelics as a kid, and I didn't know it was supposed to do anything for me. Um, but, you know, after, you know, integration, you know, after, you know, setting intentions, um, how do you feel about who you are now versus who you were then prior to that?
1: Uh, I'm finally me, you know. I, I was yeah. getting up, on, I was getting up on the big stage, and I was acting out my childhood traumas. That's that's what we do as performers, whether it's rap, or music, other music, or, or football, or fighting. <clears throat> you know, you're you're acting out your childhood traumas, and I was finally able to find self love and find peace in it all. And become the person that I really am. Because I, again, being addicted to, to opiates for 20 years, I, the only time I became sober in that period, I became world champion.
0: Mm.
1: And I, I, I've always known how loving I am and how caring I am and how much I, I love people. I love interactions. I love nature. I love all this stuff. very happy person. And that was gone. That was gone for most of my life. I was angry and and I I wasn't, I just wasn't me. And now being the best version of myself, I'm still not even the best version of myself. I know, I know it's just going to get better and better and better. And I, and I feel so at peace with it because I know the universe provides for me, you know, the, the ayahuasca deals with my past and the mushrooms deal with my future. And they, they've they shown me some really, really, really amazing things. I'm, I'm really excited. <coughs> I'm taking the film crew down to go sit with uh, Shane Norte. Shane Norte is the, the, the American, uh, Native American shaman that works out of San Diego on the reservation, uh, you know, sovereign land, so we can do whatever we want. And we're going to go down there and go deep. And right. And, 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 you know, I'll have some more time to integrate myself because we all, we all have those little intricacies, our, our naughty intricacies that come out, you know, that, that we need to just smooth out every once in a while. You know, I've, I've got uh, some big job offers, whether it's my own company being financed by, you know, by company, big pharma companies to do FDA trials or, uh, you know, there's a, a lot of stuff, uh, big, big brands that want me to build programs for them or use them a call method program. And, uh, I need to be in the right headspace. I need to be focused. And you know, it's, it's just, it, it helps right. Right now I coach fighting. I'm re- I'm retired. I don't ever have to work again. And. I got my ass kicked in business, in, in the psychedelic business, a lot. I got taken advantage of really badly, really badly, by you know some known sharks in the industry, who offered me deals that weren't true. That I signed contracts and got like one check, and or whether it was them, I don't want to name who it is, but everyone, a lot of the industry people know he's one of the faces. He's and he screwed over everybody, um, to. Um, you know, Mike Tyson trying to fight me. I was working with Mike Tyson for a while, trying to build his business, and he got too high on mushrooms in a meeting and tried to fight me. Um, which I, I would have fucking, I would have loved to, to choke Mike Tyson out. He, <laughs> all, all, all he knows how to do is box people. Are like you're crazy. I'm like, I will get, I will be the most violent backpack on that man so fast. Um, but yeah. you know, not to, not yeah. to hurt him, just to, just to choke him out because he's really scary. You know, so, so <laughs> there's just. It, there, there's been a lot of bad that happened in the industry with me, but I keep chugging along. Uh, I had a company where their IPO didn't go through and I, I had a contract signed and money coming. And they were you know, going to, I rented this fancy, way fancy apartment because it was supposed to be my office and my podcast studio. I ended up paying you know, almost $6,000 a month out of my own pocket for this place because their IPO didn't go through. And they said, oops, sorry, we can't help you. Like, well, I, I could sue them, but for what? They don't have any money. You know, there's been these hiccups and, and, you know, falls and just this stuff. But I will not stop doing this because I know how important it is. And um, it's, my, it's my, my life of service. You know, I, I never did this for money. You know, that, that's not the point. I have money. I, I did this for, for everybody else. You know, I'm 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 done working for myself. I'm doing this for the other people that need it.
0: Wow. Well, I appreciate the work that you're doing, and I appreciate you talking to me and sharing your journey with with psychedelics because I feel like there's still there's still a stigma with psychedelics, but I mean, it's 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 really being shed right now. So again, I appreciate. You know, we just need to talk about it more. So.
1: Of course, of course, and, and this is one thing that's going to help the stigma a lot. Um, it might sound crazy, but is is ketamine is the at home ketamine services. I um mm-hmm. I've I'm been working with Better You for a year now, and they're you know they they can't afford me basically, um, and 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 also legislation changed. I was working with like ten clients a day over Zoom. I'd wear my little therapist T shirts and you know, make myself look all presentable. And then legislation changed, the state of emergency dropped with COVID. So I went from being 50 state legal to two state legal. And, be, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter that I help write the programming for the doctors and clinicians to get, to get certified to work with the clients. I can't work with those same clients.
0: Hmm.
1: And Why is that? because I don't have a degree. I, I, mm. I, barely, I barely got through high school. Um, so I, I, I am thinking about getting my master's at the University of Toronto. I, there's a professor there, a neuroscientist that just loves me. And she's, she's helped me do some stuff in my business. And, and she goes, would you be interested in taking my master's class? Because my, my capstone project, you know, my, my thing that you have to have during the, the whole program, would be my business, and they would help right. me how to help me learn how to run all the analytics and, and get the data. Because right now, all the data is in my brain.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: it's it's, it's all just uh, it's it's there. But it's all your experience. Uh, yeah, I don't know if uh, number one this year I don't have time at all. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I would have to raise a few million dollars. I would have to hire. Um, the people like you know, my ex, she owns the scientist one. She owns half the company. And I would have to pay her giant salary, you know, very large six figure salary to get her away from her job. I would have to bring on, um, you know, consulting people like Melissa Dawn from Field Trip or mm-hmm. my you know, dear friend Robert Forte, who, who wrote books with Timothy Leary and Gordon Wasson and Carl Ruck. Like I, these people aren't cheap. And, and they're my friends, but this is what they deserve. And if I could set that up, I know all of them would go, okay, Ian, it's time to go get your master's so you can validate what you're doing, so you, people can see that, you're, that you do have an education. We know you're educated, but everybody else is just kind of confused on, what, <laughs> on who you are.
0: <laughs> well, I feel like it, you know, in, in, to, in due time, right, Every, what you're doing now is, is excellent. And, you know, I, I see this in your future, obviously, you know, in talking with the University of Miami and you, I feel like something is in the horizon for, for you and the work that you're doing, and it's going to be fantastic. Um, so it's definitely something to be proud of.
1: Thank you. I, I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm extremely proud. And I, I can feel it. You know, that the, those times just weren't right. I, I've I've got some re- retreats I want to put on because I, I don't just do the medicine and the kind of the woo-woo psychedelic or the, the woo-woo integration stuff. You know, my, my thing is based off of my three months are uh, senses, elements, and chakras. So there's there's a lot of woo-woo in there. You know, you can there can be. But I and also okay. do, I love it. I love the woo-woo. I, I love the woo-woo because <laughs> I know people who can scientifically show me how all this works. You know, it's not it's not just some yoga teachers or some, or some guy at the smoke shop, like, Oh yeah, man, they tell you something and you go, okay, well, what's next? And they go, Oh, so then I push push them out of the way and I find the next person. Well, what's next? And then I finally got to a point where I have these mentors of mine and now any, any question I ask, they answer mainly in riddle form. So I have to figure it out myself, but you know, (laughs) it's, it's a, it's it's a fun long road, and I'm excited to be a part. I'm just honored to, to have one person say that I help them. I have a personal training client because I teach martial arts, and and personal training. You know, I have a few hours in the morning, and a few hours at night. I teach classes and people, just because that's my love. Uh, then during the day, I do my consulting, and I had a, 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 a you know a, a guy in his fifties. Who is or was an alcoholic, and you know, like everyone knows him as an alcoholic around town. Not doing anything stupid, but he gets drunk. (laughs) And I started to give him microdoses. I gave him the first ten for free. I'm like, you want to stop drinking? I'm like, try this. He has not had a drink since.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, you AA co-founder, you know Bill Wilson. He actually he actually used LSD to help cure his his addiction.
1: Yes, and And so we know how. Nobody wants to listen to that. My my, my ex-wife, she works in a rehab. She's sober, and she hates what I do. But really, yeah, because she she thinks that I am just a drug addict. You know, still, it's just this. It's like her and my mom. You know, just certain people—they don't change; they won't change their view on you, and that's fine. It, I, I, it's besides the point. Um, but with with my client, he he came up to me at the gym and he goes, "Hey man, I don't—I don't mean this to sound gay or anything, but y- you—you've changed my life and my vibration forever." And I went, mm. "Well, yeah, that's pretty gay, but here, give me a hug, <laughs> like." I don't, I don't care how gay it is. Gay it sounds. It doesn't sound gay. You're, you're telling me that you love me. You're telling me that I, I helped save your life. Like, that's, that's the most honest, beautiful thing I could hear coming out of someone's life. Because I've lost so many people to drugs, to suicide, to murder, to alcohol. Um, my, my best friend died in my arms. You know, we, we became world champions together. And when my ex-wife was busy, you know, daughter was born, she was busy in jail and rehab, I needed help. So my giant heavyweight friend, Shane Del Rosario, big heavyweight, you know, we grew up together. He goes, move in with myself and our our other Hawaiian friend, and we'll help you raise London. You know, so we we were like a gay couple without being gay. We argued and we, 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 we did everything together. We shared everything, we... You know, and 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 when I wasn't around, he was with London. He was babysitting London, and and it was, it was so hard because I saw his life deteriorate through a car crash, that that rendered his his body not useless, but his back went out and he couldn't fight like he used to, to getting addicted to pills, to he also had a heart condition, um, which is what they blamed it on, but. I'll be the first to admit that wasn't the heart condition. He parted himself to death and he just was on a, he was on a bender and I, I woke up one morning. I was, I was upstairs sleeping with my girlfriend and he went out all night and I woke up but, to our other friend fighters. Men, men don't scream like this. And, um, it felt like I floated down the stairs cause I lived in the third floor. and. Uh, I, I, by the time I got downstairs, you know, my other friend is freaking out, crying, you know, in shock. And Shane's in the bathroom and there's, you know, black throat of blood everywhere. And I've, you know, a 260 pound guy I grabbed him, I somehow pulled him out of the bathroom, gave him CPR. Luckily we live next to the hospital. So they were there within minutes, within seconds, actually. And, they tried to give me credit. Oh, you know, you gave him CPR and you saved him for a little bit and he was in a coma for a while and uh, ended up passing. He was brain dead. And to to have, you know, this the second person in my life um, who was helping me raise my daughter, my wife and then him, both go through this sort of stuff. I mean, he's gone for good. My My ex-wife is sober and she's... She's got her shit together, you know. She's married and has children and a husband, and I love them all. I, I, you know, but it, it was just, it was, it's been a lot.
0: I mean, it is really hard, especially when you lose someone to to overdose. Did you ever work with him with psychedelics to try no. to to help that?
1: We 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 didn't we didn't understand back then. We. Mm would take mushrooms all the time at the beach you know like we all the time and and just go hang out we we live you know in, in Dana Point Laguna Beach the most beautiful area in California and it, that's just something we did growing up you know you go hang out at the beach you smoke a joint and you surf and you you know you fool around with your friends you eat some mushrooms and watch the sunset and we yeah, we we did, we didn't we didn't didn't know. Mm-hmm. We we had we had we had an idea, you know, because how much better it made you feel the next day. But it wasn't it wasn't the it wasn't where it is today. Right,
0: that's the importance of setting intentions and integration, having having intentions to heal. I think that yeah. again, that's the difference, right? It's big time. Well, thank you again so much for joining me. I, I really appreciate it and and keep doing the good work and, you know, I'm here if you ever need anything. Um and, you know, I'm I'm rooting for you to 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 get your stuff going working with the University of Miami. Um just exciting things coming. So, thanks again.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I'm I'm so appreciative to um, you know, you and and setting up that call that 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 call revitalized my, my love for the industry. Cause I got hurt so much, you know, I, I got very hurt. And, and it, it, you know, I was thinking, you know what, I'm just going to run my brand Argos, which is an you know, illicit mushroom brand, like the, you know, out of the cannabis industry basically. And I, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have a trap brand. I've, you know, been a drug dealer my whole life. I'll just, you know, this is, this is, you know, people still look at this as whatever, uh, I was angry with the industry to have, you know, to take six months off and, and get into coaching, refine my craft. And then now to have uh, big companies like, you know, ketamine companies or universities reaching out to me and, and, and they're doing the research on the stuff that I was making years ago, the formulations. And it, it, it just, blows me away that this is actually happening and and if it happens or not I'm still thankful obviously I would love more than anything to have a deal with them and go work with them and be able to be in Miami more (laughs) but uh, (laughs) but, you know I'm just I'm just so happy I, I I don't I don't really have bad days uh and when I do I change them you know, when I do, I know that if it's if it's a, de- a depressive day, which are rare, or more rare and more rare, there's ketamine. If mm-hmm. there's a performance day for physical stuff, it's mushrooms. Or if I want to be in you know a little bit of a flow state, I can turn up the volume. If it's analytical stuff, there's LSD. There's just there's th- these little tools. I, I I don't take something every single day, um, but I do modulate between you know those three. Uh, and and it's been it's made my life just incredibly you know incredibly good.
0: Well, I'm proud of you, and Thank you. yeah, keep doing the great work. That was Ian McCall, retired American mixed martial arts world champion, psychedelic research advocate, decriminalized California event director, psilocybin advocate, performance. Coach and mentor. For more information on Ian, you can click right there on that scrolling fortune cookie right there on your screen, and um, that'll actually send you straight to his website. Um, or you could just head over and, and to my new and improved website, traumasurvivorthriver.com. You can check out this replay here on Fireside or Apple or anywhere you get your podcast. Again, you can go to a trauma survivor, traumasurvivorthriver.com. That's not n- not with an A. So, trauma survivor. Thriver.com. Also, September's issue of Authentic Insider is out. If you haven't already, please subscribe to my email list to get Authentic Insider magazine in your inbox monthly. Um, thank you again for everyone joining me today. Um, the premiere for Season 4, it started. So let's catch me next week on next week's episode when we speak with addiction expert Rob Kelly about addiction recovery. You've been listening to a Trauma Survivor Thrivers podcast. Thank you so much for being a part of the conversation. Take care.